and good morning uh, once again. Welcome back to the Outdoor Show. Glad to have you for our second hour. And, uh, well, the great Gulf Coast is waking up as daylight is approaching. If you were one of the ones that kind of slept through the first hour, well, you missed some interesting fishing reports and great talk. And hopefully you'll join us each and every Saturday morning. All right, uh, looking at our, our text message board, let's see. Uh, we just got uh, Jason the Barber checking in with us. He's one of our regulars. The Silver Hill guy says, uh, we had a 22-year-old male killed in a boating accident on Dolphin Island last weekend at night. No charges for the driver. The airport runway goes out in Mobile Bay with no lights on it. Love listening to your show. Uh, well, Silver Hill guy, i got to tell you, that is crazy. I mean, if there's a runway out into the bay, it absolutely should be lit. All right, um, here's one from, oh, our friend uh, uh, David Hubble. Hubble's Hearth. Now, he knows jelly because he makes a lot of it. You might want to check him out. He says he's seen that jelly on shrimp we were talking about earlier. He says some describe it as an orange goo. It's been easy to remove, and the shrimp smelled and tasted fine, but I've wondered the same thing. Some on the Internet say the shrimp roe didn't know there was such a thing, and others think it's fat. Well, you know, that's the same thing with uh, crabs uh, and crawfish. Uh, people say that that orange and yellow. Now, the orange is eggs in a crab, but the yellow they say it's fat. It's really not fat. It is, uh, well, it's pancreas, to tell you the truth. It's not very appetizing. Uh, in the shrimp, yeah, that could be the shrimp row if it's that uh, orange color. Uh, as far as it being gray, as the first text to described, that, that might be where the eggs or whatever it is went bad in the shrimp. But, uh, yeah, as long as you clean it off and they, you put it through the smell test, that, that'll usually help it. All right, we also have uh, Grace checking in. She can't make it fishing today, but she's uh, going to be playing some all-star state championship softball. Wish me luck. There you go. Good luck. Cajun Express. And let's see. I've seen what you, they're talking about. It's kind of a purple cottage cheese looking stuff. You see it in the big shrimp out of Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, never seen it. Can't say that I've seen it, but uh, I'm sure that's probably what it is. It's probably uh, shrimp roe. Uh, here's someone says, I lost two friends that both ate oysters in July. Grilled is one thing, but raw is a huge risk. I don't eat them till November. Well, what you're talking about, uh, people that, that die from eating oysters, uh, they usually have a compromised immune system. Uh, they can be affected with a bacteria called Vibrio. And uh, that's the one that's also known as the flesh-eating bacteria. And if it gets in an oyster and it's ingested, can make you ill and actually cause a fatality if, in fact, that you have an immune compromise system. But normal, healthy person, they might get a little upset stomach, some other symptoms, but basically can survive it. But uh, there's a lot of people who will not eat oysters during the warmer months because that's when, in fact, Vibrio is more common in the waters. All right, uh, let's see. Well, let's see what else we got. Oh, the, the, the poll. The poll results is 881 to 19, 81 yes, 19 no's. And what I'm talking about, if you go on my website, dontheoutdoorsguide.com, there's a, a, a detailed explanation about uh, the Louisiana chapter of Ducks Unlimited is, is raffling off a waterfowl hunt at a place in Missouri that has been arguably responsible for preventing ducks from coming down by what's called short-stopping, uh, growing corn in a pond, flooding it with water to keep the ducks there and prevent them from coming down. And the question was, a lot of people in Louisiana got upset about that, 
and we asked if it's hypocritical to do something like that, to make money supporting a place that prevents better waterfowl hunting in Louisiana, and evidently according to the results of our poll, and you can continue to vote on this through tomorrow before we close it down, and I'll have the final results next week. But right now, 81% say yes, it is hypocritical of Ducks Unlimited to do that, 19% saying no. All right, we come back after this. We're joined by Born on the Bayous, Mike Gallo. Got a fishing report for you on Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, North Biloxi Marsh, some of those areas he goes. And he's also going to be at a fishing seminar this coming week. We'll tell you where and when right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our Born on the Bayou report with Captain Mike Gallo is brought to you by CETO. You know him for $199 a year. You get a full membership that will entitle you to unlimited fuel drops, tow-ins, jump starts, whatever it takes to get you back safely. It's like having a AAA policy on the water. It's peace of mind for both you and your loved ones, and it's just one call away to Captain Chris. Call him at 504-301-4545 or online. Just simply click com. Captain Mike joins us now, and uh, Captain Mike, uh, let's see what you guys are looking at. It looks like, well, depending on where you're fishing, if you're going to be pretty close to uh, the Pontchartrain area, it looks like you're going to have a high tide at about 10. It'll be incoming this morning and then start to fall until about 10 o'clock tonight. So a lot of falling water out there for most of the day after that, you know, little bit of a surge in the beginning. What's your plans? Where are you going to be fishing and what you're fishing for? Well, Don, what's been working best for us is to fish the deeper passes, Unknown Pass, uh, Catherine Pass, Miller's Bayou, uh, even Wrigley's Pass itself. On the bottom, live shrimp has been producing um, mostly white trout, a few speckled trout. There's the occasional black drum, sheephead, flounder, even a redfish every now and again. It does seem like this week has been a little on the slower side. Um, that's probably for two reasons. One, most of the time we got ran in by 11 o'clock because of pop-up showers in our vicinity, you know, with lightning. So didn't get to fish a full day. But the heat of summer also things kind of slow down as far as fish biting. That water temperature gets kind of hot. So first thing in the morning is generally your best opportunity to put some in the boat. So that'll be the pattern uh, going forward. Mike, and one thing I would have to say to this point is, is something about uh, 2022 that is uh, unique. Uh, the redfish just don't seem like they want to play this year. And you've been fishing that North Biloxi Marsh and some of the marsh areas around Lake Bourne. And how would you rate this year's redfish? And is it off, and what do you attribute that to? Well, down the red fishing is definitely off. Um, and if you remember, I have two theories. <laughs> um, two years ago in October, we had quite a few tropical depressions and small hurricanes heading for the New Orleans area. And that's kind of right in the middle of the redfish spawning season. So I don't know if those eggs got dispersed during those many hurricanes in that in that particular month. Um, you know, did those eggs get dispersed? Did the young redfish get beat up? Was the water hypoxic and killed them? I have no idea. The other theory would be we had the, the heat wave earlier in the year, in this year, 
And did those fish move out to deeper water and simply stay there if they found food and, you know, water that does have the right amount of oxygen and it's not quite so hot? So it's it's somewhere in, in between those two. Um, hopefully they come back, but it certainly does seem like this is a tough year on redfish. Mike, I was talking to, to Daryl Carpenter earlier, and a lot of the trips start out with the number one target fish being trout, either speckled trout or white trout. If that fails, you fall back on redfish. If redfish are scarce and not around, what's left? What do you target? Sheephead, drum maybe? And how do you fish for those? Correct. We do target the sheephead and the drum. A lot of the bayous in the local area, in the turn of a bayou, the water will get much deeper. And you can anchor up, depending on how wide the bayous, you know, against the shoreline or use your anchor out towards the middle. And the key is to find shells on the bottom. So if you find areas where there's some shells on the bottom, you should have some black drum sheephead in those areas and maybe the occasional redfish and sometimes the trout will move through there we had a scenario a couple weeks ago where we started fishing for trout and it didn't pan out for us and we moved to a deeper bayou and we picked up a few sheephead and a couple of black drum and then a school of trout moved through and we ended up catching 20 some odd trout so um a lot of times you know you can chase them or sometimes you can let them come to you and uh depends on how long you sit as to whether or not you'll have a, a school potentially move through on top of you and end up with a nice catch of trout, which you had given up on earlier. <laughs> yep, you never know how things are going to work out, but uh, always great to have uh, plans A, B, and C. Mike, thanks for the report. <laughs> you know what time of the year it is. I'm going to turn you loose to get your eyes out on the sky, start looking for those teal and uh, I know you had a, a whole crop of whistlers right there across the street from your lodge. We'll be looking for some early duck reports. And in the meantime, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and book a trip with you, got the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge uh, expanded so you can take more people. you got extra boats that can run. Tell them how to get a hold of you. Very simple, Don. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Uh, my website is aaofla.com. And my number is 985-781-7811. And we'll be talking more about those kinds of things, how to reach me, but also the fishing in the local area at the uh, North Shore Chapter Fishing Seminar that um, I'll be a part of this coming Tuesday in the Bogafalaya Park Pavilion. Uh, on That's a Tuesday, Tuesday evening, I believe it starts at 6 p.m. Yeah, and that Bogafalaya Park is right there in downtown Covington. Great little uh, backdrop for a seminar you guys are going to be doing. I know you got my buddy Keith Lusher with North Shore Fishing Report. Is the great and wonderful Captain Chris Orfanello going to be there with Seto? It'll either be Chris or Colleen, so either way we'll be covered. Uh, neither one is a bad choice. Well, y'all have fun, Mike, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. All right. Also see on there, soft drinks, beer, and jambalaya. Who can't go wrong with that if you remember. North Shore Chapter Fishing Seminar, Tuesday, August 9th, Bogafalaya, 6 p.m. All right, coming back after this, uh, Brendan Bayard. If you like to paddle for your fish, he's got the info for you. It's the Paddler's Report next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
Yeah, they'll be stroking. I'm talking about paddling a kayak or pedaling a kayak all across the coast. And we have a special report for you brought to you by Massey's Outfitters. Three locations, Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. Fishing kayak models, accessories, and those wonderful demo days. Check them out, MasseyOutfitters.com. Brendan Bayard uh, gives us reports for you kayakers because he is certainly one. Brendan, how many trips do you do in a bay boat in a year? Do you do any anymore or are you strictly kayak? Uh, I do probably four or five trips a year in a bay boat. Um, you know, when, whenever I have a friend that, you know, if, if we want to take a, you know, a few of the kids out somewhere or we're staying at a camp, maybe sometimes we'll do a few days in the kayaks and one day in the bay boat if we're, or sometimes we'll pre-fish a little area in the, in the bay boat real quick when we get down there in the evening. And then the next day we'll go. Uh, with the kayaks out there, but we'll, you know, pre, pre-flight the whole uh, fishing trip a little bit quicker, you know, with the bay boat. But uh, I don't know, once you go into the kayak, it's it's hard for me to get in that bay boat with a bunch of other people and, and get to an area because I know if I'm in my kayak, I can catch a lot more fish uh, by myself and be a little bit quieter. You know, I know you got a crabbing trip planned, and we'll talk about that, and it's perfect timing because I went on a little crab scouting mission around Lake Pontchartrain there and didn't find what I was looking for. But I know if I make the drive to Grand Isle, I'll find crabs. Uh, what's How are they running down there right now? You got any word on them? I know it was hot and heavy a couple of weeks ago uh, when we were down there, and I still, I still know they're down there, but, you know, it might be not as good as a couple of weeks ago, but I'm sure I'll feel – I'll fill a couple of ice chests up with them, and I have a, a few helpers here and uh, a friend or two of those helpers, and so we'll make good uh, good on that, and we'll you know get some get some couple of spots that I've I've found over the years have been pretty pr- uh, pr- productive, and uh, we'll we'll load up the ice chests and get on the beach, use some baskets in the marsh, we'll use uh, you know some lines on the surf and uh we'll we'll get it done but you know they the the crabs are still floating through the pass and you know whenever they're whenever you can see them when you're uh you know paddling around you know there's a lot more below so uh i think they're still uh pretty thick out there you ever do any uh soft shelling for crabs i did that when i was a kid i haven't been i haven't done that in a long long time yeah i love it you know you find some grassy areas where there's a lot of crabs and uh, especially during the full moon period, you go out there and uh, with a with just a regular scoop net, and just go through the grass and you can spot them. I mean, they don't move. You know, they're motionless because they're they're vulnerable during that time when they got that soft shell, and you can load them up. And I've had a lot of fun doing that. Well, let's talk I've about done some flounder trips. I've done and, some flounder trips this time of year when I've I've kind of uh, caught some soft shell crabs at the same time. They're always but, uh, welcome. They're always welcome in my hamper. I yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, all right, fishing. Um, tell us trout action. Where's some good trout fishing or maybe some uh, mediocre fishing because the reports I've been getting so far this week have been a little tough. Yeah, it's a little hit or miss right now, but if you get out in the morning, uh, I, I usually get down there, uh, you know, a uh, uh, well, a couple hours before it, it suns up and uh, fish off the lights a little bit in the backside of Grand Isle. Then I'll go hit the beach, uh, fish that for a couple of hours. It's it's usually pretty good. I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna catch a few. Uh, you know, some on, sometimes on the slow days you'll catch you know two or three. Sometimes on the good days you'll catch twenty. It just depends. It's it's not uh, as good as it was at the beginning of the summer right now, but you're still gonna still gonna catch a few. Um, 
it just I, I don't know what's the difference on some of the days I go out there and I think I'm going to kill it and I don't and some days I go out there and I'm like okay it's going to be a regular day and it ends up being better than you expect so like the old saying is you got to go to know but um still still trout in the surf there are a little bit more trout showing up in those uh bays and stuff over in Leeville so I think there are some um some movement for the trout to go back inside right now redfish has been tough um you know I'm, I'm usually catching a, a couple just trout fishing uh, on accident or if i see one blowing up on the bank while i'm trout fishing up in leeville or something like that i'll, I'll go over and, and mess with it but uh, it's been it's been kind of tough i think this all started at the beginning of the year after the hurricane some of my favorite redfish spots i'd go up to at, at basons and, and gold meadow area they just got they just got inundated with so much grass dumped in and from the hurricane and all that stuff just kind of sat in there and rotted and and i don't know there was kind of a funk in the area for the longest time and it's almost like the redfish never really set up shop with the bait and the you know the forage food that they needed originally and i guess it's just uh petered out a little bit as it's gotten hotter and so i don't know it. hopefully it'll be a better better redfish crop next year <laughs> i'm sure it will be uh if you would update us on the bayou coast kayak fishing club next event that's coming up fall and tide and also on the next demo day that's going to be held by masseys so we have fall and tide as the next uh club event that is going to be october 1st that's going to be down in grand isle we had uh we've had usually our our Palapalooza tournaments in Grand Isle, but since the hurricane happened last year, we had to push that off during rebuilding. So we're bringing it back to Highway One. It's the first time we've ever done that uh, in the fall. So we're really excited to uh, kind of change it up a little bit, find out where those fall fishing um, uh, slams are going to be caught on the LA One side. Uh, that's going to be uh, two days over there at Bridgeside, captain's meeting Friday night tournament on saturday uh, meal afterwards and awards and then we have uh, a demo day scheduled for uh, september 3rd at massey's over there on bayou st john that's going to have all their kayaks out there you can go out there and try them and there's also a big sale going on right now at massey's a summer sale so if you uh looking to get some any outdoor equipment go check them out they uh, probably have some good stuff on sale for you all right, uh, quickly, I have a, a listener texting me uh, because of health reasons. Uh, they have to sell their kayak. What a shame. And they want to know what's the best way to do it. They got a Hobie PA-12. Uh, would maybe a post on the Bayou Coast site be appropriate? Uh, I think uh, you could put it up on the site. Probably these days, the easiest way to do it is we have a Facebook group. Uh, you just get on that Facebook group and take a picture of it and just uh, write that out. If you don't have a Facebook account, just get a friend that has a Facebook account and look up Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. There's probably a few thousand people on that group, and it'll get sold pretty fast. All right, there we go. That's uh, out for you, Doug. And uh, one more quick thing. Uh, Point of Shen, quick uh, report. Had somebody asking about the Point of Shen area for fishing on a kayak. Yeah, I mean, just fish those deeper bayous that are over there. There's all kinds of deeper uh, kind of passes that go through that Point of Shin area. I wouldn't go up into the shallows right now uh, it, unless you're going really early. Um, it, it just gets too hot in, in some of those areas to the north up there. But if you're going south and you're going into some of those deeper areas, uh, I think it's a, it's a pretty, you know, pretty great spot to fish all year round. So uh, you get up there and, and look for some water movement and some cooler temperatures, and 
just as likely to catch some nice fish there as anywhere. All right. Thanks for all the info, Brendan, and uh, don't overboil those crabs, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> all right. See you next time. All right. There he goes, stroking off into the uh, sunrise. We'll be right back with our bad boy, the outdoor story. Hard to believe, 665 catfish. When is enough enough? We'll be back right after this. All right, uh, continuing the conversation on the Dolphin Island Airport, not lit. Backstrap Stacker verifies that, says it's extremely dangerous. And then the Silver Hill guy says there is a petition being signed to have it marked at night. It's been an ongoing problem. Now it may take place. Uh, Yeah, it certainly does need to. I can't imagine it not being lit at night. All right, when we come back after this 10-second pause, we're going to tell you the story of five Mississippi guys who came to Louisiana to make a catfish haul but only got nominated to be this week's Bad Boys of the Outdoors. That story's next after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, this past Wednesday, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents Lieutenant Adam Young and Senior Agent Austin Landry cited five Mississippi men for alleged recreational fishing violations in Plaquemines Parish. While responding to a complaint, They contacted the five on the Mississippi River levee just south of the Empire Locks, actively fishing with rods and reels. The agents found them to be in possession of 665 blue catfish in multiple ice chests, which were seized and donated to Hunters for the Hungry. Three of the five, 60-year-old Timothy Jones of Macomb, 59-year-old Stephen Riley, and Clifton Clark, 44, both of Gulfport, failed to buy non-resident fishing licenses and face fines of $350 each while looking at fines of up to $500 and 90 days in jail for alleged taking over the daily limit for freshwater catfish, which is 100 per day, plus civil restitution for replacement of the catfish of $493.73 of four of the five. 60-year-old Timothy Jones of Macomb, 59-year-old Stephen Riley of Gulport, 56-year-old Thomas Firth of Tylertown, and 57-year-old Ellis R. Martin of Summit, Mississippi, are bad boys of the outdoors. You gotta wonder what are you gonna do with 660? And they were still going. 600. You can see a picture of the ice chest full of fish on my Facebook page. Check it out. And, uh, well, you know, the only thing is I wish they would have caught them after they cleaned them because they they confiscated them all, but donated them to a very worthy cause. And don't let the name fool you. Hunters for the Hungry, they will accept fish and seafood, and they've uh, got a whole pile of it there. All right, that's our bad boys for this week. Uh, Next week we're going to tell you about a guy who was uh, an imposter acting as a charter guide, charter captain, and was busted out there on the water. We'll be... Back to tell you that story. But right after this, we're going to be joined by Captain Ryan Lambert. Uh, if we can find him, I heard he was in the Bahamas. Guy been traveling all over the place. Most of it uh, right around here, south of the equator. We'll be back with his story right after this on the outdoor. And we have tracked down the plastic man. He joins us now, Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. Ryan, you still in the Bahamas or are you back? No, I came back. I'm drifting down to a big old that non-muddy Mississippi right now so I can do the show before I take off. I'm going to throw feathers today. We'll catch some, some reds and sheep heads on the fly. 
Oh, sounds like fun. Hey, did you hear our bad boy story? Those guys caught 665 blue catfish off the Mississippi River Bank. Those five guys from Mississippi. Really? Where were they at? <laughs> just They were just south of the Empire Locks. Really? And I don't know what they were using for bait, and I don't know what the intentions of doing with those fish were. Maybe they were going back to sell them in Mississippi. I don't know. But that is a... What's that? You know, I saw I saw the size of the fish on your Facebook page, and they weren't great big fish. No, I mean, they were not. They didn't look like Mississippi River sized cats. No, I mean we catch monster cats here, you know, but that's what we fish for. But uh, you know, we, they had to be selling them. I mean, what do you could do with six hundred fish? <laughs> you know, I, was, I wouldn't want to clean them. They should have let them clean them before they busted them. Yeah, that's like my daddy before <laughs> they had speckled trout limits. Come on, son, just take me over there for an hour. Uh, I'll help you clean them. Yeah, right, Daddy. Six ice just later, and you were nowhere to be found the next day. <laughs> I'm glad oh, boy. Though. Yeah, and one of but, our texters said, you think guys their age would know better. The youngest one was 44, but the rest of them were 56, 57, 59, and 60. But, you know, I've found that in doing all these years of bad boys, the latest trend is the young people are much more – conservation oriented they do things yeah, well, the right way legal. the I, old guys uh some of them you never gonna they're incorrigible you know yeah well the same thing with, with with drinking alcohol and smoking you know a, a lot of older guys and the old blue collar workers i mean they all smoke they all drink and and it's a little different these days you know the kids are catching on because we preach this since they in kindergarten so it's all good i wish i could preach restoration to them because we really really i mean now i hear other captains starting to say all right we got to do something the fish is, is depleting because the redfish this year are a lot tougher than they've ever been in my whole career but you know the redfish are out there. One of them could have a million eggs. It's all about getting the eggs to come into the marsh and then having a place for them to hide. You know, if if, uh, if there's no edge and no aquatic vegetation and no place for the larvae, which are, you know, they're microscopic. So if there's nowhere for them to hide, a croaker can eat 100. You got a million croakers, you lost 100 million a day. I yeah, mean, it's, same, it's, thing it's, with, same thing with shrimp. I mean, this is the nursery shrimp, ground. The crab, marsh is where they grow up. It's kindergarten, and then they right. get big. And, and Everything is microscopic when it starts off. So all these little tiny fish can just devour them. So the estuary is eating itself, and we've lost 2,400 square miles of land, but we've probably lost 10,000 square miles of habitat. And that's habitat or, or what ducks eat. That's what fish hide in. And Louisiana is what it is because we had all that, and then we, we have to find a way to bring it back. I mean, we can't just let it go away like we're doing. So while you're, while you're talking about habitat, uh, I've had several people ask me, because they haven't heard anything about it, what is the condition of the Rosso cane down there? The mealy bug was you know, threatening to wipe it out, and then they find some strains that were a little more resistant. Is the resistant-type strains taking over, or is it still being damaged? Give us a mealy bug update. Well, the the Rosso looks terrible. It really does. And the mealy bugs on them, and we've lost a giant percentage of what we had and you know a lot of the things downriver raise up in that you know the shrimp and the fish you know that's where they go for estuary and we've lost just miles and miles and miles of it there's the european strain we call it the lsu strain because it's purple and gold 
it, it doesn't I've seen mealy bugs on it as well, but they're more resistant to it. But even the bamboo that I grow in my yard is completely covered with it now. So it's uh it's really taken over and it's not just in the marsh. And it's it's very bad. I mean, if we lose all that, I don't know what's going to take the place of the, all that cane. But, um, you know, that's that's more issue where we just lose and finding more and more ways to lose what what raises our fish and crabs and shrimp. Well, we need to find something that eats mealy bugs and uh and and, and there's a wasp that uh, does it. But <laughs> I know you need all wasp and every time we bring something else in to take care of the problem we got we get more problems so yeah then the, then the wasp would have some kind of micro flea or something on it it's just a, a never-ending chain well look, i hope you do yeah. good on your fly fishing you have an accomplished fisherman an angler going to be with you would you say guys y'all accomplished yeah. they say they're going to accomplish something today i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well they're I got, in good I got hands a, I got a river fisherman and i and i got a, a newbie so we're gonna we're gonna by the end of the day they're gonna be accomplished fishermen. I'm gonna teach them up. I'm gonna learn them up. They say. Well, so, make sure they know, got some gloves I'm, on. Yeah, well, I got I got a little bitty tiny crab for these sheepheads. We have so many sheepheads in the marsh, and it's crystal clear, and they chase everything. But I put a tiny crab. I mean, it's like maybe maybe a half inch long, mm-hmm. and if they start sucking that thing up, I'm gonna be in heaven today. These little boys are gonna catch a bunch of fish. Yeah, man, they, so, they turn sideways and they fight as well as anything and uh, not bad oh, on the table turbo, either. Turbo brim. <laughs> so all, all the boys went after, and they, some of them going after trout, some of them going after reds. I'm just worried about, you know, the wind is not bad now, but we got a ton of pop-ups. Every, I mean, 360 degrees around me, we have pop-ups. So we'll just we'll play the day and see what it becomes, you know. Yeah, well, y'all got hammered while you were in the Bahamas, too. That peninsula took a beating with the thunderstorms this week, no doubt about it. Oh, I know. But, we, had, you know, it didn't bother me one bit. I mean, the water, the water down there is cleaner than my swimming pool. And, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of bonefish. I had a great time, and I got to relax for three or four days. It's very hard for me to do, but now I'm back at it. <laughs> well, go get them. All right, uh, give us the phone number. Somebody want to call you and uh, look on getting on a trip, duck hunting, uh, fly fishing, yeah, duck, or rod and reel fishing, hunt, and do it all. Duck hunting is booked, Hoss. I mean, and, and most of the fishing, too. I mean, we are so booked up. But uh, my phone number, 504-559-5111. And as you know, they go to Cajun Fishing Adventures or downtheoutdoors.com, and they can check us out. I just want to let you know the bar is real high on people that want to come down there and catch catfish now. You're going to have to really perform. <laughs> well, I can, I can put them on a fishing for a lifetime. I promise them that's what they want. All right. Y'all have fun, Ryan, and be safe. See you. All right. Captain Ryan Lambert, we call him the plastic man. In case you're wondering why we call him that, he does not like to fish with live or dead bait. He likes the plastic stuff. All right. Coming back after this, uh, get to some more of your text, and uh, we're going to kind of leave you on a sad note regarding uh, one of our employees here that uh, engineered this show for a long, long time. We'll be back with a story right after this on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, rounding out some more of our text messages, we got the Lafayette Yacker. He's chasing yellowmouts at Sippermore Point. Glad to hear the bulls are in. See yet, ride the bull. Not sure yet, Yacker. I've got some scheduling conflicts, but I'm trying to work it out. All right, we're hearing from Lafitte LT. He says the oysters are only good if they can get some. If not, then they're not good. Leave them alone and call him. He'll be happy to come get them from you anytime. Just trying to be helpful. Understand, Lafitte LT. And continuing with that, we have, uh, this one says, a 75-year-old man, man from Mobile died after getting bacteria 
from being in the water in Pensacola while watching the Blue Angels. He had a small cut on his leg. That's all it takes. If uh, Vibrio bacteria is in the water, it gets into the bloodstream. If you have a compromised immune system, it can lead to amputation of a limb and, in some rare cases, death. So you need to be careful, particularly if you've got a compromised immune system. Stay out of salt water, especially during the summertime. All right, here's one that says, I remember when Hokey Gajan would be a guest on your show. Sure would like for Bobby Bear to be a guest on your show. Well, maybe we'll try to get old Cajun Cannon on. And, boy, uh, I sure do miss Hokey Gajan. He was a real outdoorsman, outdoorsman. All right, uh, we're talking about oysters, Louisiana oysters. Yesterday was National Oyster Day. It's I think it's National Oyster Month. And Bayou Wild TV uh, kicked off. Season number nine with Louisiana oysters called Oyster Science and Farming. And Chef John Foltz does a oyster pan roast for you. So you might want to check that out. We also have a upcoming red, white, and delta blue. We went red snapper fishing. I'll demonstrate how to use that descending device. Check us out. Too many stations to mention. Go to BayouWildTV.com. You can watch it on YouTube, but there's so many stations I, I can't list them all, and I'm sure there's one near you. If not, you always got the YouTube to check it out. We're working on Season 10, by the way. Uh, this coming week I'll be on a mushroom foraging event, and we're also going to do a velvet buck hunt. That's just a couple of the features that we're working on for Season 10. Uh, season 9 is in the can, and you'll be watching for the next several weeks uh, some of our new season editions. Hope you'll tune it in. It's Bayou Wild. TV, co-host Martha Spencer, and Chris Lecoq, our wonderful editor-producer. Well, this week we, we had some sad news. We said goodbye to the longtime engineer-producer of this program, uh, worked with me for a number of years, Doug Christian. A guy loved radio. He worked at many, many stations over the years. Uh, I've been doing this show for 33 years, been in radio for 35 years. Doug was in radio for close to 60 years, 60 years. Uh, Doug, unfortunately, uh, fell victim to a stroke. It was exacerbated with uh, some COVID. Uh, looked like he was going to recover and then took a turn for the worse. And unfortunately, Doug passed away this week. So we say goodbye to Doug Christian, uh, producer of this program. A great guy, wonderful guy. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his wife, Janice. And uh, we'll see Doug, I'm sure, on the other side in uh, radio heaven one day. Uh, thanks to Dave Potter, who filled in today, did a masterful job, and the show will go on, no doubt about that, and we hope you'll enjoy it and continue to tune us in. We're on every Saturday morning. Check us out. You can go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. If you want to look at our list of affiliate stations, find a station close to you that you can tune us in, and if that doesn't work, you can go to Odyssey.com. We have a live stream of the program, and also you can catch the replays there, too. Uh, don't forget to make a note of our text message number. It's 504-260-1870, and we invite your texts. You know, we love to get your reports, uh, your, your events, your things that are coming up. You can pass that along, share the information. Also, i got quite an extensive list, which I'm going to share with the audience one day, of all the regulars with their nicknames. Uh, I've got about, oh, it looks like about 50 of them now. So if you got a special handle, uh, text it to us, and we'll include you on the list and by the way if you uh, need to get some fishing information or get your information out uh, several ways to do it I would say go to my website which is DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com 
and uh, you'll see a Contact Don button there. If you want to send us some photographs, too, that's the way to do it because we can't take photos on this in-studio text. So that's about going to do it for us. Uh, We'll be back again next week. We're going to have another bad boy feature for you, those regular field reporters that do such a great job each and every Saturday morning telling you uh, what they've done during the week and what uh, the places to go, how to fish for those fish, and uh, certainly glad to have you. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Again, thanks to Dave Potter, uh, our engineer. We'll see you next week with the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.